Spears. Damn you, old man! So yeah, this, the idea of people just being considerate seems to be a lost art with people. I can't quite understand it, but you know, what do I know? I'm just an old fool. That's ah, okay. It's better to be be a fool, right? Sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Especially considering a lot of the times it seems that it's the best thing to do as opposed to just coming off like a jerk. So. I think there was a book that was mentioned by. Or what? Show I was listening to the guy was talking about how to be uh, how to suck at your job and not get fired is what it was called. Basically, <laughs> how to do a good job at work without getting more work done. Doing is basically what the idea was. What is it? My wife always says, when you do your job so well, you get the privilege and honor of doing someone else's. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about right now. My current situation. Yeah, um, that's I've, I've noticed in. Um, that's been a whole thing and I you know what's funny is like I had to learn that the hard way recently like I love my job I'm not gonna say where I work on air but I love my job I love what I do and for the first time I've been at this job coming up two years now for the first time since I started my first job my um my first real job since I moved out of my house I feel like I actually make a difference somewhere you know what I mean that's good but that's, yeah that's what you're looking for yeah but then it's like the people I work with I'm like I just want to like like Pluck him on the nose. <laughs> Nothing violent, just a just a just like a pluck on the nose or a slap on the hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see some of your tweets talking about things like <laughs> on there, so I feel for you. I I feel that way some days after some of my meetings. Yeah. I get very frustrated. Like the people that I work for, like directly and in, in person with, and everybody that I that I'm around is fine. It's just as you move up in the chain of command. They have different opinions of what's important to them, and I understand that. You know, we all have the different roles we have to do, but sometimes it's not so nice the way people are treated. Yeah, and it's it's funny because it's and that's the one thing I always try to remember that like I always make the comment like above my pay grade because I really don't know uh, what's going on because like it could be, in, from my perspective, it looks like they're doing nothing, but realistically, they could be you know, holding everything down, like, you know, with, and it may take them a couple hours to do it, but it's an important couple of hours. That's how I feel, too, though. Man, I'm, I, when I'm at work, sometimes I, I feel like I've done nothing some days. And some days I have, because they don't give me anything. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just there if something breaks, but you know, in <laughs> IT, that's what happens sometimes. That's all I get to do. Uh, there are times, I remember I told somebody one time, I said, I spent... Because because what I was working on was considered the highest priority thing we could do. Yeah. Because it affected uh, a very important uh, customer of ours. I spent, I think, six to eight months doing absolutely nothing because they wouldn't let me work on anything else. But I couldn't get it done because that customer would not tell me whether or not what I did was acceptable for them. So every day I would come in, I would ask, can I do something else? They say, no, that's high priority. I was like, but I can't do anything because there's nothing for me to do. And they're like, nope, you have to get this done. I'm like, I can't get it done until they respond. Well, you have to get it done. So six to eight months of doing nothing. Yeah, it's, yeah, but, uh, but uh, let me get started. Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And that may be one of the longest introductions we've done. Um, and let me just say for the record, I can't stand the internet. It's a terrible, terrible place sometimes. But sometimes, every so often, you come across somebody on the internet who's a genuinely good person. It doesn't happen often, but when you when it does, it's awesome. Uh, this is one of those people. Um, tell everyone who you are. Oh gosh, should I do that? Is that incriminating? Can I not say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I go by Sensational Online. That's that's my preferred uh, method of being called. I any name would work. If you want to be mean to me and call me something else and just give me a terrible nickname, I'm fine with that. I'll roll with it. It doesn't bother me at all. But I am just a fool that happened to meet Old Man Wade online uh, through our friend Lavelle, who does a lot of uh, pro wrestling talk, and that's kind of how it all started for me, how I ended up meeting you. Exactly. It was funny, because I, I kind of check in and out of wrestling 
but I randomly saw you uh, like tweeting Lavelle and stuff like that, and I'm just like, oh, this is kind of funny. And and it wasn't like, and it was one of the first times you see someone talking about wrestling, and they're not attacking. And I'm just like, oh, this seems nice. <laughs> and then that started, and the comic book chat started, and you started talking about anime, and uh, you did. Oh, and this is for the people who may remember this. This is the guy who did the. Uh, uh, the hatred, <laughs> the hatred voice. I, oh. I, I almost did that to start, but then I was like, nah. <laughs> it's about to be like just Sergeant Hatred took over the call for a minute, and I was going to have to wrestle him off and get rid of him, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I could finish it without just busting out laughing. And, uh, <laughs> like, damn it, Hatred, get I, out of here! It pretty much was. I did it for my wife as a joke, and she was laughing, but <laughs> I'm lucky that she enjoys my goofiness. Oh my god, isn't it great when your wife actually enjoys your, like, shenanigans? Oh, I tell her every night, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I have you because it's just so good to have somebody who actually loves me and cares about me. So. Oh, it's it's absolutely fantastic, man. I, I I always tell, um, I always tell my wife that I married up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, but it's what, it's, it's funny, like, some people complain about, like, complain about marriage and, and, it's, and when I say complain about it I'm not talking to regular like every day like you know things happen and stuff like that it's like I like being married like you know what I mean like, and, and it could just be because I married like the right person for me and like, we went through we had a, a tough couple years with COVID and um, stuff going on with my wife at school and like, just other shenanigans that were going on but We've managed to get through it, and I I can honestly say that like if you've made it through the last couple of years, then like you then you did you're doing something right, and it's I have to admire I admire the people who came out. I I think I've said this on every podcast every podcast I've done the last last year actually last few months I'll say that if you came out of this um, without learning something or without like you know some new view on life like you missed this was you missed the perfect opportunity to do it i've come out of this stuff looking like even if it was just something as simple as a new friend or a new hobby or just a new skill this was the time to do it and like and especially if you just maintained a relationship as difficult as it was when you can't leave your house and like you can't go on dates anymore like if you could survive this then kudos to you yeah that was that was definitely the hard part for us um we started our daughter. They they did have the schools open whenever she started kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, but we decided to have her stay home for the first semester, and that was really hard for my wife because my daughter sees my wife as mom, not as a teacher. Oh. So when you sat down and my wife is trying to walk her through something, and my wife is a former educator, so she's she knows what she's doing. But my daughter doesn't see her that way, and she's just like, "Mom, quit yelling, quit telling me what to do, Mom. You're not, you don't know me, Mom." <laughs> it's like, and my wife would come out of there every day just frustrated, and I was lucky enough that my work let me split time between working and taking care of my son because at that time he was early too and just didn't, you know, he didn't understand. He's just like, "Hey, man, it's fun time. Dad's home. Yeah. Working from home," and he's just like, "Dad, Dad, Dad, let's do this. Dad, come on." He still does that. I've got the door locked now, and I'm waiting for the, the banging on the door to yell at me. and be like, Dad, Dad. <laughs> and he'll, he'll slide his hand over the door and be like, give me five. <laughs> Man, listen, if your son wants to come on and, and talk and you want to hand him five, be my guest. <laughs> oh, you, I'm pretty sure that you'll hear them through the door. Uh, I was playing games with my buddy the other day, and I had the door shut and stuff, so I wasn't making a lot of noise outside of the room because I get really loud when gaming, but mostly just goofing off. Yeah. But, like, I could hear my son complaining about something to my wife. He was just yelling about something. I, I think, like, a toy was missing, and he just had a meltdown. But I could hear it on my buddy's mic, so I had no clue that my mic was picking up that good. But he didn't have his headphones on, and I could hear from his speakers Jesus. my son yelling, echoing back to me. I was like, Ooh. I opened the door. I'm like, Luca, can you be quiet? I shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's funny. So me and, me and my wife decided... Date number one that we weren't gonna have, like uh she was like before we get started you know in a relationship you want kids I said absolutely not she goes she goes good no me neither and it's funny when everyone someone someone goes like you don't want kids I'm like no I'm like I'm okay but I hear everyone else and like the joy they have for kids and it makes me happy so that that's yeah. great but on the topic of loudness so I am <laughs> Lavelle used to say my voice carries which was a nice way of saying I'm loud 
And so my wife's voice carries. And there's been times where I've been recording in another room with the door closed. And I'll go back and listen to it. And I'll go, I can hear your entire dang conversation. <laughs> and she goes, you could? I'm like, yeah. But it, it, but it's kind of funny, though. And, and, and speaking of her, I, it's funny. I stopped recording for a while. And it wasn't fun with me, and I realized a lot of it had to do with, like, I wasn't recording with my wife. It's just not as fun recording without someone else. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'll do a, a solo one here and there, but it's something about recording with something else, which made me happy because when uh, we ironed out some time to do this, and I was like, oh, we're supposed to, and I remember you said to your wife, was like, oh, I thought you were supposed to record him with them. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And, that, and so timing was perfect. And I was like, you know what, we can do this. And even better because I know with your schedule, earlier in the day on a Saturday works. And so, yeah. and so when I'm done with this, I am going to save it, and I'm going in the room, and I'm going to bed to get ready for tonight's work. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this, and that's, that's tough. I know. Doing, the, doing all the things that you have to do besides just doing writing, podcasting, and doing other things that you do, man, that is, that is I'll tell you what, you, you do a lot. You know, I'm, it's, I have this thing... Uh, me and one of my best friends, um, Panda, we do. And every mo- every Monday through Friday, we do this thing called a five and one. And it's five things you like and one thing you love about yourself. And it's funny because we, I was talking today and I was just like, she was like, you know, what are you up to today? I said, recording, dishes, meal prep, sleep, then work. And... A lot of it's stuff people will be like, oh, that just sounds like a really, like, annoying day after you're working. And it is, but it's like, I get to do these things. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do I want to do dishes? No. <laughs> but I made a playlist, and I zoned out the Pharaoh Munch, and, and then I put a Seth Rollins' theme on repeat. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's like me, man. I just I just put the, uh, what you say, run from My Hero Academia, and that's just what I listen to to pump myself up to get through chores. Oh, yeah. Make me, make me feel like an anime star in there. Ha <laughs> 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 look at me. Come along, young Minoria. It's time to clean the floors. All right, sir, we'll get it taken care of. <laughs> And, uh, and I wish the I wish the people could see me, but I'm I'm like Seth Rollins music is the and I'm sitting there like waving my fingers like I'm conducting an orchestra while I'm waiting for like the turkey meat to cook. <laughs> well, just don't burn it down, okay? That's yeah, yeah. No. Is, don't burn down the turkey. No, 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 no. Uh, it's the you s- mentioned skills, by the way. You were saying if you didn't come out with a new skill or something like that, and that was one of the things that was funny we talked about before, but I've been practicing piano, and before this call, I was actually messing around with my piano to see if Skype could pick it up correctly. And I was like, oh, it can. And you know what sounds bad about that is the keys are kind of heavy, and you hear clunk, clunk, Yeah. Like, well, sounds like I'm playing drums instead. Which is funny, you play the drums, and it it was, because I remember, which actually kind of leads into a topic I want to talk about, you play the drums, not only do you play the drums, you play the drums for your church. And so, just, also, there's a lot that goes into just this statement in general. So, it's you, your wife, and your two kids go to church. Mm -hmm. So, it's just the idea of getting up, getting everybody ready for church, then getting to church, and then playing the drums for church and then mm-hmm. being present in church and not even just for your family but your church family and that's oh, yeah. that just seems like an exhausting exhausting day like how do you get like how do you get yourself like mentally and like well physically like you know you kind of you know you, you kind of deal you kind of got it's uh, and don't, don't, don't know why I can't speak right now, but it becomes almost a muscle memory with certain things, like when, you're, when you've done something X amount of time, but how do you get yourself mentally prepared for all that? Well, it's a lot easier now that I go to a church that's much closer, because used to, we would drive uh, 30 minutes away to like the next largest, or like Bloomington, basically where Indiana University is, we would drive up there and go to church, because that's where we started when me and my wife were in college. Yeah. Um, and we were involved in music and stuff then. And it wasn't too bad whenever you don't have kids because, like, oh, okay, well, I can just get myself up and go. It's not a problem. Boom, there, you know. Uh, it was still tough to be awake in the mornings for, like, the early part, but, you know, music will hit, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, but, you know, now, now that we're closer and we did decided to do that so we could actually be more involved, it's not as bad, but, man, getting two kids up and ready. And they do two services, so they do one at eight, and then one at 11, 
And so if you do music, you have to be there for both services oh. to do that. So usually what happens is is those days, um, if my wife is doing music, because like we alternate sometimes, and she'll sing and I'll do drums, um, one of us has to get ourselves and the kids ready and everything and all there in time for second service. But luckily, that's like 11 a.m., so that's not too bad. But days when I perform at 8, uh, I try to sleep as long as I can. So, like, I, I set an alarm. I got, like, five alarms set to remind me all the times to get up. Always just different anime music to get me pumped up so that way I can get going because I'm, a, you know, an anime file person. <laughs> anime uh, file. <laughs> I didn't want to use the other terms because people might say those are offensive, and I don't want to I don't want to. Yeah. So I dig be careful it. what you say. I absolutely. Trust me, I dig it. Uh, but I listen to just a lot of different music, uh, hard rock and stuff, stuff to get me pumped up, get my blood flowing, get me thinking about playing drums and doing stuff like that. Yeah. Basically, get dressed, run some water through my hair, and just shake it out because I'm lucky enough that my hair just does what it wants to do, and I can't control it. And I just don't care. So, like, if it looks bad, whatever, too bad. You, that's that's everybody else's problem. I can't see it. Yeah, and you're going to church, like it's not a fashion show. That, you like. And some places are. That's what's crazy about some churches that I've been to, where they're like, you you better show up fully dressed. You better have tucks on. You better have a tie and all these things. I'm like, I'm not going to that. I chose a place to let me dress how I want to dress, so it's jeans and a nice polo shirt or something like that. Because uh, playing drums and slacks is not exactly the easiest thing to do. And if you know you're a bigger guy like I am, six three, two eighty, that's kind of hard to do stuff. You know what's funny? And, and again, this is again from a profile picture. I never would have guessed six three. No, you know the profile picture that's on here. Oh, Scott's Mister Satan. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> This is this is <laughs> this is the stuff that I do just to kill time, and I love getting to do this stuff. It just makes me happy. I do voice acting when I'm out mowing the yard, so nobody can hear how bad prep work is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. That's just a complete shift from church where we were at talking about getting ready. And this is the joy of talking with me and pod. If you do anything like this, I'm on tangents all the time. I, I have trouble doing that, so like you may have to rein me in some. So I mean, you've heard the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, I feel bad because I don't listen as much as I should. Look, I, I accept it. I've, I've gotten no perfection. You guys put me on the pod before with the, the Sergeant Hatred thing. I didn't even listen to that. I was too nervous that it would sound bad that I just didn't do it. I was uh, like, no, I, I, I can't. I can't do that because it was the same thing with music at church. We record all of our services and yeah. we have the, the worship part. And I was so worried to listen to that because I thought I'm going to sound like some fool up there who doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, I listened to it, and I, I was like, oh, thank you, Lord, that I actually don't sound like a complete idiot up here. It sounds okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I don't listen to the, I don't listen back to the show unless I absolutely have to, unless I'm, like, taking notes and stuff like that. And I go, okay, i got to go back and check this, and i got to go back and check that out, but I don't know. So anyway, so, like, so, and the reason I want to talk to you about churches, and you brought, and we had a brief, you said it briefly about the idea of, like, going to a, like, church where it's, like, it's essentially a fashion show. And I used to be heavy in church. Like, I mean, like, I sang in the choir. I did, you know, I did all the things. And I was really good at it. I had a very, very bad experience with the church I was in and the, who just happened to be, uh, the pastor of church just happened to be my uncle. And I just didn't like some, the way some things went down. And I was just like, you know what, I, I'm done. Um, couple that with some of the unfortunate things that happen in random churches and the things that you see. I kind of I kind of checked out, but and so but I didn't check out on, I guess God itself. But I as um, I've said to uh, to Javi, my co-host, one of my best friends, I'm agnostic as f. Like you know what I mean. That's I don't know what I believe in. I do believe that there's something going on. I do believe that there is somebody up there, 
and my wife has got me to the point where she's just like she's reminding me that like just because some people are a certain way in church that like you can't knock everybody and you're one of the people that I always look at and go okay well this this person's not like just you're not horrible like you seem to be very considerate like we've had conversations about uh, I remember actually it was a year ago we had a, a conversation about like you know how do you talk to someone who doesn't understand what Black Lives Matter is yeah, and I remember that conversation, and I think that was real a real turning point for me because it reminded me that, like you know, the internet is a place where you can actually meet some really cool people, and and that so that was dope. And then finding out uh, maybe a few months later that you know you are like you're Christian or is it Catholic? I don't I don't want to like misrepresent what you are. Nah, Christian's what it falls it falls under. I do non-denominational because I never I don't understand what the denominations are. I'm like, and we all just believe in God and Jesus. Yeah. And they're they have all these different rules. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna follow those. You all can do that. I'll just I'll stick with what's important. <laughs> yeah, being a good person. And so, in like hearing you talk about like you know like your faith in God and stuff like that, and you've never pushed it on me. I was like, oh, that's one of the things that I could never stand. And one of the things that when I got baptized, my uncle was just like never push your religion on somebody else like if they don't want to listen then you know you just you know take a step back and move on and like i thought that was kind of cool and and listen to you so how does so with, with all that rambling i just did how does how does how do you maintain your faith in like like it's such like a i don't want to say terrible time it's such a uh i guess um it's such a difficult time in like the world when like there's just so much going on and it's and it always seems like there's no hope. How do you keep your hope and how do you keep your faith as strong as you do? Oh man, bringing out the tough questions here. Huh? <laughs> how does I do that? I just I just blank. Nah. <laughs> a lot of the time, it's trying to remember to, to try to find the good things, like you said. Try to find positives and stuff if possible. I know that there's a lot of negative things that go on and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean that that's all that's going on. I think a lot of times we don't we get presented so much of uh what would you say just negative negativity you know we talked about the different things you see online you said you know you just it seems like that's all you find online is just people being negative about everything and very not very many people being positive um but trying to realize that there are good things that happen um and you know bad stuff does happen we can't we can't stop we try our best to stop people from doing bad stuff uh from not from you know like if somebody's doing something wrong you want to try to prevent them from doing that but you know, how do, you, how do I keep the hope up is that, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in prayer just talking to God, asking to help help me through it and to change my thinking about things and to actually stop myself and just actually try to think about stuff a little bit. Um, but it is hard. A lot of times I have to just step away from online and stuff like that and news or uh, cut out the things that are causing the problem to, to remove my thought of hope. You know, like I was reading an article uh a while back, uh, it was in Tennessee, which isn't too far for me, um, and they were just putting kids in a uh, juvenile detention center. They were just taking kids out of school and doing that. Uh, the kids witnessed a fight, and they said, well, you didn't stop the fight, so you, you're you in just as much trouble as the people that caused the fight. Um, and there was just a lot of horrible things going on there, and I was so angry at that time when I heard that that I wanted to go down there and do something about it. Like either, you know, I, I didn't know what to do, and I, I was, it, it turned into anger, and I had to stop that because I was like, that, that wouldn't be good to go down there as like just full of rage, full of anger, and and then do something. It's like that's gonna not not help at all. It's just gonna make the situation worse. It's gonna make things a lot worse for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the the one thing that helps if you're a Christian or you're somebody who's of that faith is you always have hope that in the end. You know, I still win. That's what a lot of people say. Like, you get to heaven, you get things like that. But I still have to think, how can I help things now? And how can I help make things better? You know, how can we improve things? You know, we've talked about all the horrible stuff going on. It's like, okay, well, what can we do to fix that? What are the small steps we can take to get there to actually see the start of a change? Uh, you mentioned the when we talked about the Black Lives Matter thing. It's like, well, what, what can we do to start things on that path? Um, and realizing that, you know, we may not change it in our lifetime on something like that, get it completely fixed. 
Let's put it that way. But we can start making the changes so that way it'll keep rolling and get the ball moving, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that ties into what you asked about how I keep my faith or hope and stuff. I, it absolutely does. And um, and it's funny you say, and um, I think that everything you said is 100% correct, but I also want to try, uh, add, add to that. And I'm having a conversation with my therapist about um, feeling guilty for not marching and protesting, you know what I mean? And he mentioned to me that some people just can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? He yeah. goes, like, I have a platform. I use my platform to do it. I may only reach a couple of people, but those couple of people listen. I've had people online who have said, like, hey, what does this mean? How can I go about doing that? And then I do it. Like, when I have, I have LGBTQ friends, and it's like, I don't want to come off sounding like a jerk. So I have to come to them and say, hey, I just wrote this. Is this offensive? Or Vida Ayala is a, for example, is a writer that I absolutely love. And they and they're non-binary. So when I was writing a piece on them, I said, "Hey, I don't want to misrepresent you. This is what I wrote. Is this okay?" And they said, "Just take the she out because I I'm they them." And so it's okay. So I'm learning. I have a non-binary co coworker who it's helping me with stuff. So and it's just these little things. Even if it's just one person, that's one more person who can then lead to another person, which is what you talked about. It's like, yeah. it may not change in our lifetime, but it's definitely something that can change other people's lives. And I think that's the most important thing. And Well, and, and what you spoke of, too, is, like, in the end, we can only really change ourselves. I mean, no matter yeah. how, like, as, as a parent, I realize that because I try to teach my kids different things, but I can't guarantee that they are going to, you know, do the things that I hope that they do. Um, and coming to terms with that's always been a hard thing because I always sit there some days, and I'm like, oh, man, I hope I'm doing it right to teach these kids. But then again, I'm like, they're also going to make their own decisions like I did. Yeah. They're going to make... I didn't, I, I didn't choose to go to church for a long time until I got to college. And then I just happened to be with my wife one day at church, and we just... I was like, this is something that I've got to do. I just felt touched that I needed to be involved with that. And uh, it was a slow process. I still don't get everything right. I'm a, I'm a human. I make mistakes. I tell, that's why, like, whenever I post stuff or I tell people things, I always try to say, this is just my opinion, and I can be completely wrong, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and that, that's something you run into online, too, people talking about stuff. It's like, I'm always careful about just talking about my faith or anything because I don't feel like getting attacked over something. I was like, well, if I can just live my life as being a good person, try to help people out, if there's a need, try to meet it, if I can, try to pray for people. I know that, you know, some people may say, well, that doesn't work, but I've seen it work. So it's worked in my life. I mean, if it, if it doesn't in others, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like I, I went outside one day and I prayed when I was mowing that it wouldn't rain and the rain all moved. Like, I, I remember you talking sky. about I watched, that. And I watched I... the clouds move away from me and it rained on the town next to me and they were all like, well, we were trying to mow too. Why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was concerned about making sure that my mom didn't come home from vacation and have to mow her entire yard plus uh, this extra portion. So there's like a lot of yard around. And I yeah. can send you a map and show you where I'm at so you can see how much that is. It's, it's a lot. But I was just like, Lord, just help me get through this so that way she doesn't have to deal with that when she gets back. Um, it's the same as they were doing a car show up where I looked up, uh, the small town where I live. They were doing a car show for charity. And they were going to give the money out to help people out. Uh, but, you know, you can't really have a car show out when a thunderstorm. And I saw the clouds moving, and I was just like, Lord, if you can move this around so we can get this charity done, and then as soon as it's done, if you can do whatever you want. And I looked up, and I watched as the clouds just kind of moved around the town. So, you know, it's kind of hard for me to see things like that and not be like, well, something's going on here. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I don't, it, it's funny. Christopher, and I've said this on the podcast a million times, Christopher Titus has a joke. Where he goes, believe in what you want to believe in. If it stops you from robbing me at the bank at three in the morning, then that's fine by me. <laughs> it, it, but it's but like I don't like you said. Faith uh, as as it goes, faith is believing in something that you can't explain, and that's yeah. that's part of having like the having faith in something in general. I and it's it's kind of cool when you see like miracles happen and like you know what I mean, or just someone who has overcome like that's a miracle. That's like having faith in yourself, and it's just like you know things like that. And I think that's dope. I actually remember that picture you showed, and like you, um, I'm not sure if it was on Twitter or Instagram, but I remember seeing the picture, and I think I said to you, I was like, I'm not a very religious person, but I 
but what you said was dope. I loved it. Because I'm all for anybody who just really can just, like positivity is just, I think, the way to go. And, and if religion keeps people positive, then I am. And then I will go for it 100%. Like if someone says, like you said, thanks, David, hey, is there anything that you want me to pray for? If, like, what do I have to lose with someone putting positivity in the air? And, like, you know, and for me to be like, oh, I don't believe in God, don't play for me. It's like, that's nasty. Just, you know, just accept accept that someone wants to do something nice for you and just kind of just move on. And I was touched. And I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, my wife could use this right now. Or, like, our family could use this right now. So, like, and I thought, I, I appreciated it. You know what I mean? And I know some people are like, well, like, there is no God. I'm like, that's fine. You can believe that. But, like. For me, for for me to tell somebody else that, like, you know what I mean? And I used to be a jerk with stuff like that. I used to be, I used to be really bad. Like, like you know, when you're God, this, and you're just like, but it's, as we get older, and as we mature, and as you said, the only thing you can really be a, um, uh... The only thing you can change is yourself. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting that, because I was tough No time. problem, man. But the only thing you can change is yourself, and that's 100% true. And, like, I can be, I can try to be the best person in the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean that my example is gonna to lead to someone else. Like the stuff of my job. Like I didn't want to do this particular patrol of the hospital, but I was like, I need I have to do it because it's part of my job. And yeah. even something as simple as that and going down and seeing one of the particular floors, like, hey, I'm just checking in, y'all good? Yeah, we're good. Oh and if just the genuine appreciation of seeing someone because they don't normally see somebody, they're like, Oh, thank you for doing that. Yeah. That could turn their crappy day into something amazing. Yeah, that's talking about doing something like that too um just thanking people in general for what they do like if somebody's in the service industry like i, I was going through the mcdonald's drive through i always try to thank the people that are there um, because i know for the most part all they hear is the anger people being mad well it's slow there's problems there's this blah 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 that. yeah i just try to thank them I'm like you know what? i appreciate what you're doing i know it's not fun i know it's tough to do because i've worked in the service industry before and Basically, it's like, hey, guess what? You're a lightning rod of hate. I hope, hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I always try to do that. Or like, you know, we don't think about it. But like the people, like janitorial staff, you know how important a janitor is to making sure a place is oh, yeah. acceptable to be in? Because you know when the janitor's not there. You can guarantee that. <laughs> but you won't know if they're there. I mean, you won't mind not seeing. You'll know if they did a good job or if they did a bad job. But I always try to thank them what they do because I've done bathroom cleaning at the 4-H County Fair where I live. Yeah, it, it's bad. Me and, me and my mom did that for a while when I was a teen. Uh, but, you know, it's something that's needed. It's something that needs to be done. And, you know, if you do a good job, then everybody will be happy. And if you do, <laughs> do a bad job, everybody will let you know. And uh, it's funny. My dad was, I, I don't remember, I can never remember this between a janitor and a custodian, but my dad did one of them. I think he was a custodian in a school. And I remember, I, I vividly remember going to school um, with him on like like during the summertime, and I'm like, "What do you have to clean in the summertime?" And he was just like, "I got a lot of work to do before this school's opens up again." <laughs> and like you know, and then I remember like you know taking the garbage out with him on like you know my days off and things like that. And it's so much so that like I the smell of a boiler room brings back nostalgia, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, I, and then I worked, my first job was at a supermarket. And my grandmother worked at the supermarket, and one of the first things she said was, people are going to talk bad about you, people are going to say horrible things about me. She goes, do not react. Um, and thankfully, I think I may have yelled at three people in my time working in, in customer service or just like working with the public in general. And I'm not proud of any of them, even if, even if I did have a couple of good zingers, but I've never actually, like I pride myself on kind of just holding back. Like at my job now, I've been called the N-bomb more times this year than I've ever been called in my life. And it's just like, and everyone goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it doesn't phase me. You're going to have to be really creative to insult me. But, <laughs> but that comes from years of customer service. And yeah. my old manager said something that if I was president, I swear to you, I would make this a law. He said, everybody in high school should have to work a summer in customer service just so they can see what it looks like from the opposite end. And, oh, yeah. and I wonder if, I wonder how much of a difference that would make if people could actually see, like, you know, the kind of things that everyone else goes through. Like, like just the, again, you've worked at a county fair and no one really appreciates the things like that. Like, the stuff that you must have seen at at the county fair, the teenager, the things you must have smelled. 
Ooh. <laughs> I'll tell you a story when we're off air. But well, it's, uh, it's, it's lucky enough that the olfactory is what it is for smell. I think that's the term for it. That yes. sense eventually it just ignores things after a while. So yes. you know, the first first day may be bad. Second day is still pretty bad. Third day your brain's kind of like oh, I'm just gonna ignore this, and then you're you're okay by the end of it. That's yeah. like the people who work uh, at the uh, water sanitation factories. You know, like where they, they, they yeah. clean up. Yeah, you got to think about how bad that smells if you drive. Because there's one on the highway to where I work at. You drive by it every day, and you can just smell the manure. It just stinks, the high heaven. And uh, you're like, how do those people do that? And I'm like, our brain just ignores stuff. Like, you're scratching your nose right now. People can't see this, but you scratch your nose. You don't even see your nose when you think about it. It's like, unless you actually, like, actively look. It's just, it's there all the time. But your brain's just like, forget it. I don't need this information. <laughs> yeah. And it, again. <laughs> that, that helps. It's very helpful with a lot of things. It's, our brains being able to do that. It's cool. Like, the things I've smelled at my job. And again, I'll tell you some stuff off the air. But the things I've smelled <laughs> at work. And it's just like, because I'm not really, smells don't really bother me. But I finally had a smell that I was like, oh. <laughs> I, was like I was like, that was really bad. But um, but yeah, but the idea of just being a good person and then, so when, um, like, at, so if I'm at a restaurant, even if, the, even if the waiter is crappy, I'll give them 15%. If they're just deplorable, I'll still, me and my wife still give them 15%. Uh, we went to Friday's uh, Thursday of a Thanksgiving. We gave the waiter thirty percent. Thursdays on a Friday. What's the problem? You're my dad, self-figure. What is this? What? Sunday on Saturday? What's what? going on with this man? What is this? What are these shenanigans? What's going on here? <laughs> so we went there, and I gave the dude thirty percent because, like, not only was he a great waiter, but Thanksgiving, like, you know what I mean? So it's not really stressing me any. Um, but yeah, so it's just the little things like that, or just saying something as simple as saying thank you can change someone's day or something this is one one thing I always try to remember and a co-worker this um I call the little sister of um of my of the people I work with she's always coming asking questions and she's like oh can I ask you a question I'm like yeah go ahead she goes sorry to bother you I'm like it's not that serious and every time I say that she laughs because she knows that like I don't it doesn't really bug me that she's asking questions I was like yo ask all the questions you want you're never gonna bug me and something like that she appreciates, and it makes her job a little bit easier knowing that she can come to me and ask these questions. Or when someone will go to me, oh, hey, I'm like, oh, hey, can I have a, a Big Mac, which I'll never order. Oh, we're out of the sauce for the Big Mac. Oh, that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, like, yell at them for something that they can't control. That, uh, that made me think of going out to eat one time, and they had new items on their menu at Denny's, and they didn't, their, uh, manager didn't plan for the amount of stuff that would be ordered so they were out of supply of a lot of stuff and so they had to come back and apologize to us like i'm sorry we don't have cranberries to put on this uh, we're out of pumpkin pie that's supposed to come with this meal we're out of you know, most of the items that go with this meal technically we should have marked it off but and we were just like that's okay we don't mind it's fine we just appreciate you guys trying to do what you can to help us out <laughs> yeah and, and people will go, well, they get paid for it. I'm like, yeah, they get paid for it, but they don't get paid to get yelled at. Yeah, that's that's so true. Well, I don't know. Sometimes we have too heightened elevation of ourselves and thinking that we're so superior and deserve so much better than probably what we should. I mean, you deserve good. You deserve things to be positive. You mm -hmm. deserve, you know, like, if you're paying for something, you deserve a service to be, to be rendered in with what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, Within reason, like, some, some people we act, we act like you know, some people act like those what stereotypical kings that appear in TV shows and stuff. Yeah. I declare that I wish to have this this way and this way only. Feed me what I desire. How? What do you mean there is no bacon here? How can you be out of bacon? How? Wish, wish, cut the pig. <laughs> cut the kid. Cut the pig. Cut his back and his belly and make me some bacon. It was just... Do it for me now. <laughs> I am the king of the ring, and I shall speak this way. <laughs> Thank you, Xavier Woods. <laughs> so yeah, but I. <laughs> no way, I can't do that anymore. Sorry. Uh, ah, boom. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, okay, I went to I went to Walmart the other day, and they had like every almost all the figures that they had were all currently released from the pro wrestling. Wow, really? I, just, I took a photo. The funny thing is, I took a photo of that, and I was like, wow, 
Well, at least you can see the release superstars at Walmart, and uh, Walmart retweeted me like, hey, which was your favorite? Because you realize what I was saying. Like, I guess uh, Bray Wyatt, because he comes with Huskus. <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I I should really get a, um, I should get a Keith Lee figure. I should, and I'm, and uh, Lavelle's mad at me for putting this in the air, but I really think Shayna Baszler um, is the next one to go. Yeah, they. I, they I don't watch. I don't watch anymore, to be honest. I, I, the only reason I even pay attention to things is because of the stuff that Lavelle says or the things that you tweet to him, and then I just respond to that stuff with like, you know, randomness. Like oh, I yeah. watch it. I, I tried, and it just it's hard for me to get back into. Um, and with them doing the Saudi Arabia stuff, I just I couldn't do it. I felt yeah. I felt wrong for it's like not for the wrestlers, the wrestlers and the people that do that work and the guys who do the in-ring stuff, the cameramen and things like that, they don't have control over what the company does. In the end, the company can decide what it wants to do and Mm -hmm. what it's going to do. I can't support that, but if I had a way I could help out the wrestlers or like retweet them or comment on things that they did to specifically get information out about them, that's fine, but when it comes to WWE, I'm like, you guys don't exist. It's funny because like, if, if he didn't watch wrestling, I probably wouldn't either. It's honestly just another excuse for for me and him to get together and yeah. drink and eat and just have a good time. Like honestly, it, it's there are certain wrestlers and characters that I'm just like that I just absolutely love. Like the new Roman Reigns, I find just I'm enamored with how good he is, and I honestly feel that he's a million times better than uh, the Rock is, and it's just from a creativity standpoint. And even if someone else is writing his stuff, just like. Everyone goes, oh, well, someone write, wrote their own stuff. I'm like, yeah, but this person still has to go out there and perform it. If you yeah. if you told me that the Foo Fighters if, if didn't write any of their material, Dave Grohl still has to go out there and sing these songs. The drummer still has to go out there. and, and yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's like, you know what I mean? So Roman still has to go out there with this this arrogance to him and still do this. And I and it, for me, it's just been some of the best I've seen in a long time. But, um, yeah, he's... Did you ever hear him on, uh, when he was on Up, Up, Down, Down, they were playing FIFA? And it was funny because people talked about, oh, he doesn't have a character, he doesn't have all this, because that was back when it was just the, I'm the next big... John Cena, Roman Reigns, big dog. Yeah. Bow, bow well. Well, he was on there, and man, he, you know, cracking wise, having fun, just, it was like a, you know, a completely different person. Again, they're actors, so. Yeah. Kind of expect that. Or, um, I saw this clip of him and Seth Rollins, and they were in the car, and they were complimenting each other, but they were complimenting each other angrily. <laughs> and it was he was just like, he goes, you are such a nice human being. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, I don't even know how to compliment you right now. And it was just, it was oh, so that's, great. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun stuff. Oh. So. I wanted to tie back to one thing real quick. Go right ahead. Because we were, we were talking about seeing uh, prayer work and seeing things like that. Um, and this one's a little bit harder for me to talk about uh, in one sense. So I, I want to give people like, hey, I, I've seen it work, but I've also seen negative things happen, even though you prayed about stuff. Uh, and that was with my dad. Uh, he went through, let's see, I mean, he went through a lot through his life and a lot of different things that happened with him. Uh, but later in life, he got, he had cancer. Ooh. And... So I went and I prayed over him and I said, you know, we don't need to worry about this anymore. You'll be taken care of. But I have complete faith that you'll be fine. And he went through his treatments and he got down and they're like, you're cancer free. And I was like, thank you, Lord, for that. I'm glad that he's, he's taken care of. And then it came back and I prayed about it again. And it went away again. And then the third time it came back and it didn't go away. And I still prayed about it. Sorry, I'm... <laughs> So it's hard for me not to cry when talking about him. It was it was tough though because you know to me it's like why did that happen? You know I I I wasn't praying well I was selfishly praying like I want my dad here, but you know I didn't want him to have to go through that. Yeah. But do you need me to pause? Also, did not change. He did not change the things. Yeah. That caused it. He kept doing those things anyway. If you think of, you know, like he was a heavy smoker, he did a lot of different things like that, yeah. and it just, and, and I know, just because you quit smoking doesn't mean that that's going to stop all that stuff from happening, or that that could have already been there, but the, the things that he had done in his past still affected it, yeah. and, and 
So sometimes even if we do stuff, it doesn't always work out either. I, I have to let people know that. It's not like I, every time I break, everything works out fine, or it always goes the way I want. But I thought about it after that happened, because when my, my daughter was born in January, and the night before she was born, my parents' house burned down. Oh, man. And so my dad, who was still going through his cancer treatments and stuff like that, they had to figure out how to get a new house and stuff and how to do everything. And um, up until the day he died, well, up until about the week before he died, he worked on that house, trying to rebuild it, do everything he could, helping do all that stuff. And then he passed, and my mom had to finish the house on her own, getting, you know, hiring in people and doing stuff. And... In a way, it turned out to be a blessing that he passed away when he did, um, before the house was finished, because I don't think my mom would have stayed where she is and as close to me as she is if that had happened. So although a negative thing came out of it, it did end up a positive that my mom is still close by. Yeah. Because before, another story of things, my brother, when I was, uh, how old was I? I was 12 when he got hurt. And he was, for 12 years, he was, like, partially paralyzed and went through a lot of stuff before he finally passed. And my mom stayed home to take care of him and did everything she could to take care of him and, and make sure that he had the best possible care that he could have. And, you know, I, I helped with it, my dad, my brothers, everybody. We all did what we could to help out. But after he passed away, um, it was hard for my mom to go back in the room that he was in. Like, she just couldn't go in there. And I, and I still have trouble. I would go back there and still start start a conversation with him, even though he's not there. <laughs> and so that stuff was tough. But again, you know, that's a, that's a tough thing. And I remember praying about that. And that, that's one thing that still, when I think about it, I get frustrated. I ask God, it's like, why why did he, like, at least not be able to, like, talk to my mom before he went? Because, like, he wasn't even able to speak. I was like, why couldn't he have just said, Mom, I love you, or something like that? Yeah. And that, that's, it's tough for me when I think about that. But then again... If it wasn't for him getting hurt, I wouldn't have met my wife. Wow. Because my wife's mom worked home health care taking care of my brother. And her mom and my mom were talking. And that is uh, how I got my wife's information and was able to get in contact with her. And I know that for a fact that she was brought to me by, from prayer because I spent six months praying that God would bring somebody who would love me into my life. And then my wife shows up. And she puts up with me and loves everything about me, so I don't understand. Like that yeah. has to be that has to be somebody else involved. You know, you, you want to say it's God, you want to say it's Jesus, you want to say it's the flying spaghetti monster in the sky doing it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I gotta admit, somebody else was helping me out, and then for me, I believe it was God helping me out. But if, you know, for you, you know, Odin made that help me out. He could have been, you know, he's got all the realms to take care of. He's good. He's got he's got under control. But I'm I'm so thankful that, that happened because. I, I, I got it. There's, there's so much stories I could go on to that I'd probably have to do a second podcast just to talk about how uh, you and my wife met, how things went, uh, how we got to what was going on, just all the things that have happened in our life because there's so much stuff. And to me, it seems trivial, but to somebody else, maybe, you know, telling about these stories you're talking about, this might actually help somebody out or make them feel better or make them think differently. I mean, yeah, uh, and, I don't know what else to say, man. I'm just, I'm just rambling now. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I, I have a quick, uh, a quick rapid fire game. But before I get into that, I want to say that you did hit on something that I truly believe in. It's just the random, the randomness of how something like negative can happen and how it can lead you to, to like these other things. Uh, my wife, uh, her, she was supposed to go to a, a a different club. Her car broke down on a ridiculous highway. So on, on a highway in, in um, Massachusetts, that's just awful. So she ends up calling one of my, a uh, friend of mine calling his girlfriend, and they went to a club that was next to where I worked at, that I ended up, like, that I knew all the people at, and I was going to go home, and he was like, you owe me a wingman, <laughs> because the particular woman that we, that um, I was seeing at the time set him on a blind date, and this woman was just aggressive, like, it, like, bad, like, um, so, but just the randomness that had to happen, and then, like, my wife's car breaking down on her birthday, and ended up, that's how I ended up meeting her, um, 
we broke up. And you know how they always say, never never date your ex. My wife is my ex. <laughs> you know what I mean? We broke up. We got back together. We broke up. We got back together. Like, she saw me at rock bottom and then helped carry me back up to, like, carry me back up to the sunset. So these negative things happen for a reason. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if me and my wife's relationship would be as strong if we didn't go through the negative things that we went through. Um, so I'm... Like you said, like you said, if you believe in God, you believe in Odin, you believe in Zeus, you believe in, uh, except Zenu. If you believe in Zenu, please go. Like, I was going to say, just be careful believing in Zeus because he might try to sleep with your wife. As a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't compete with that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> like, at that point, I'm like, fine, Zeus, whatever. I don't know if you saw that. Have you seen that meme? It's got a Zeus picture. It's like, it's like, I'm going to stick my penis in there. Like, don't do it, Zeus. It's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Zeus and this is the Tiger Touch. <laughs> All right. So What's this Greek Greek jackass, Greek god jackass. Oh my! Long, I would pay. I would pay. Kratos doesn't show up at the end because I would be terrified to watch that part. Zeus, oh. how dare you turn into a tiger before me? You know, I feel like that would be the end of it. Like it would be, it would um, it would be Ares, and he go. Hi, I'm Aries, and this is the this is the watch me have my servant kill his family trick. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so before we go, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, rapid fire questions for you. And by rapid uh, fire, I mean take your time. Oh, man. Man. I take your time answering them. Hang so wait, wait, one second, man. Yeah. Sorry, I bumped my headphones. They're like right beside my knee, and I turned. And I twisted it, and I went mono for a second. I was like, I can't do mono. So, are you ready? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. I know you don't watch wrestling anymore, but worst entrance music of all time. Worst entrance music of all time is also probably uh, the best entrance music, uh, and that is Rob Conway's Just Look At Me. You ever heard that? <laughs> yes, I Look did. at me. Just <laughs> Look at me. Ain't I silent to see? You get it. Wait, wait, wait a minute. That's bad. Sorry, I went fast. Worst, actually the worst, 100% the worst song, but I will sing it nonstop because it is just so catchy and stupid, is the song that they used for, I think it was, was it Strike Force? Is that their name? Or, uh, uh, it was like Tito Santana and somebody else I thought it was. And their song was, they switched it, it was Girls in Cars. And if you come out to Girls in Cars and you hear that song, you're like, how did they how could they let somebody wrestle to that theme? Yeah, it's pretty bad. And to tie that song into something else, that was the song they used for Ted DiBiase in the NES uh, WrestleMania game. It didn't play Money, Money, Money. It played Girls in Cars. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the um, WWF... Girls and cars. Yeah, girls and cars and like. Yeah, it's Strikeforce. Strikeforce. Uh, Strikeforce and Renee Dupree. <laughs> girls and cars. Ronnie Dupree is who it is. Oh, what? 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 What is this? Um, that I. All right. Well, apparently I have a. Uh, of course, I have a YouTube video to go, which is funny because I had uh, the next question was. Be oh gosh. Trust me, man. It, you just you gotta listen to it because it's just so awful. You're like. How could you expect anybody to get over with this theme? What is this? This looks like a bad eight. You know what? No, 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 no. And I, I that, need to. <laughs> that is the actual, the official music video they did for it. But Strike Force came out to that song, and like, I'm like, yeah, there's understandably why you guys didn't win the titles. It's like. <laughs> Strike Force and Robbie Dupree. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Girls in cars. Bah, bah, bah. And it is, though. It is Ted DiBiase, WrestleMania on the NES. That's the song they used for his theme instead. And uh, NES tune sound. It's crazy. It should have been. Money, money, money. But nope. Nope. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I have... Look at that, man. I just knocked you off knocked you off with feet. Like, wait a minute. This guy just brought out some deep cuts. Yeah, so I had, so the next question was Benchester music, so I guess we go there. Uh, best WWF finisher? Uh, finisher? Huh. I have always been a fan of the... Uh, 
the like clothesline from Hell saw the lariat. Oh like yeah, a running through type thing. Uh, and that I actually thought that if I ever was going to go into pro wrestling, uh, that would be probably the finisher I would choose. Except I would do uh, snake eyes with it. You know, the Undertaker does that move. He runs them into the corner and throws them on the rope. He hits the ropes back. Oh, and hits the yeah. face. I would rather see somebody do that with just like a clothesline from hell because it's a perfect setup. I know I mean, JBL does that. used to do that every so often. But even Snake Eyes, at some moment. He would Irish whip them into the corner and then they would bounce out and he'd come off and just take their head off. And yeah. Then, and because, like, you don't. You can do it to anybody. You can do it to Mysterio. You can do it to Show. You can. Yeah. Do it. You can do it to Kali, but you might break the stilts that are his legs. So. <laughs> I, Somebody said they're like he's actually like uh, like you know two midgets on stilts or something like that. Two short people on stilts dressed up in a suit of a big man trying to pretend to be. Oh yeah, he's on. He's five eight-year-old kids. <laughs> so I actually saw somebody do that, man. Where like there's a video of some kids actually on each other's shoulders with a giant trench coat walking down the street just giggling. That is fantastic. I need to see that. So. <laughs> Do you have a favorite clothesline from hell? Because I, I have one. It's uh, uh, the Hurricane <laughs> tried to close like JBL and hurt himself. And JBL turned around and looked at him and took his whole... You can see his soul. You remember... All right. You know in, um, in uh, Doctor Strange, when the, right. when the Ancient One hit Doctor Strange in the chest? Mm-hmm. That's what it, you could see his soul leave his body when he hit him. <laughs> and Paul Heyman was on um, commentary going, Time out! Time out! <laughs> the, uh, my favorite one was when they did it to, I, I can't remember, it was just on a random episode of, of SmackDown. And I don't even remember who the luchador was he hit. But he was just, he, the way he pantomimed before he did it, he was like, because he picks the Lucidor up off the ground by his head. And it wasn't Ray, so somebody else. He picks him up, and you know, JBL's got his hand on his chest like, this guy's tough, man. I don't know if I can do this. And he just stepped back to the rope and hit that guy. And just, you know, the guy did the inside-out bump to yeah. take it correctly to really sell it. And the best part was is Taz just laughing <laughs> about what happened. And Michael Cole was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is pro wrestling defined right there for me. Oh, God. There was another good one. Um... It was JBL's last clothesline from hell. I, th- I forget who the guy was who kept coming out and challenging, like, like old legends. Are you, is, was it the Ascension? Because I remember the Ascension just got destroyed when they came out. It they might had have a been. chance. They were like, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, you're the new Legion of Doom. Well, all the WWE old guys are going to kill you now and ruin your push. Yeah. Or, you know, make you look bad. I think it might have been the Ascension. They came over and talked to DX and... <laughs> JBL was in the ring and he kind of like loosened yep. his shoulder up and he took him again took him right out of his shoes oh, that's, that's such a beautiful move when done correctly it's it really is so so little to do so much it's what's great about it yeah like, uh, so favorite Wrestlemania match oh man had to bring up wrestling mania oh don't worry we're getting to the good stuff the next two questions are the good stuff well when I I can quantify them differently depending on times, too. But, like, I always enjoyed Daniel Bryan's win. That was just fun. Yeah. Because that actually brought me back whenever he got the title, had both titles, and he beat Triple H and Batista. It wasn't, like, the greatest match ever. It wasn't, you know, anything we hadn't seen before. But I loved it. It was just fun. I'd say that's probably my favorite. I liked, you know, close, close up there. Kofi winning was nice, too. It was just good. To see that, to see the happiness it brought to people. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. That's the thing that's supposed to be like the story of like WrestleMania. Even if the heel wins, it's just the the story of what's going on. Like I can't wait to see yeah. what they do with Roman this year. The way he's been pushed. So yeah, I say the best for last. Your favorite anime character. Favorite anime character. Huh. Man, that's a toss up right now. I still it's, it's still between Mister Satan and uh, All Might. I love both of them. This is the funniest thing, man. Mr. Satan from Dragon Ball. Uh, he's, I think I think he still wins number one for favorite anime character just because of the ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. And how much... I hated that character as a team when I was watching. I was like, why really? have they spent so much time on this idiot? I want to see fighting in action. And now I watch this adult. I was like, this guy is great. I was like, he's his name fits him perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know? He is a big liar. That's what Satan's known for, just being a liar. And that's all he does. Yeah. 
I love the fact, and because again, he goes the name again. Lavelle put me on to like Dragon Ball, and I was like, is, "Are you serious?" And then I saw him fight. I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." He can actually fight. He's like, "Yeah." Okay. <laughs> Think about it though. You take a you take a black belt, and you're like, "Hey, you know, go go fight Goku. Go go up there, and these people who can destroy mountains with a beam, yeah, you know, a sneeze can destroy stuff, and I gotta get out there and handle it, Mister Karate Man, <laughs> and see what's gonna happen that's, then." That's a hard. That is one thing. I love Dragon Ball. But it's hard to recommend it to people because of all of the stuff that, because of the time it was wrote, and the, the period that it came out in, and the different culture. Like, there's a lot of offensive stuff in there. Like, me and my daughter were watching original Dragon Ball again, and I was like, man, I have to explain what Roshi's, Roshi's over there doing. Is oh, like, yeah! Doing some horrible stuff, and why he's interested. So, like, because, you know, at the time, she was like three or four, so I was like, he just really likes butts. And I didn't go any further than that. And she just accepted it. <laughs> She's like, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, he's a weird old man. And we just kind of rolled with that. <laughs> okay. I, didn't wanna, like, I didn't really want to have to try to explain that to a three or four year old child. But like, this guy's really a creep and a lecture and have to explain that. So I just give her, you know, I found that in parenting. Like if I just talk to my child, like, you know, she's, she's kind of like an adult, but not, you know, not there yet. Yeah. But I still give her the answer because, like, one time she asked me where kids came from. I said, Ooh. parents, parents, uh, you get uh, cells from the mom and cells from the dad. They combine, and that's what happens. And that's what. And she's like, cool, because she's always loved science. So I just said, hey, two cells combine. That's what you get. She didn't need to know anymore. She's like, okay. <laughs> it worked out perfectly for me. And she's like, yeah, that makes sense. That may be one of the best ways I've ever heard that explained to a child and you need to and I'm going to make sure that I'm, that's actually going to be a clip from the show that I'm going to use um, and lastly what is a good starting point for a non-anime fan ah well if you're going to go with both anime and manga I'd have to say Full Metal Alchemist uh, but if you're doing anime side Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood there's actually two of them uh, Brotherhood follows the manga pretty much one for one Whereas original Full Model Alchemist does not. And, um, see, because you asked me about this type of thing before, like about what I might recommend. Yeah. And I actually had to spend a lot of time thinking about that um, because, one, a lot of anime and manga and stuff has some sketchy and offensive stuff in there and a lot of things that I'm like, you need to go in and understand that you're looking at a different culture's mindset. And yeah. that's, that's tough because, like, man, they have... They'll introduce characters that are like, what do they call them? Lollicon, I guess is what it's called. They're like a child, but they say, oh, this character's like 150. But, you know, I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to fly in court, chief. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, you're still going to be in jail. Ooh. So, uh, Full Metal Alchemist is the one I can think of, though, that um, didn't have too much stuff. It's, it still gets dark. It's about two brothers um, and dealing with the ramifications of their choice with using alchemy. And then how they how they live through that, and then how the world works. Um, and for the most part, I didn't find it super offensive with a lot of the stuff they did. But it's been a while since I watched it. But my wife also watched it, and she would say, "Yeah, I would recommend that one." And she's not a big anime fan like I am. Oh, so it's funny because that's how I judge a lot of uh, comic book stuff. Is if my wife will watch something and like Loki, she loved Loki, and she's not a comic book fan. So when we watch certain things and she enjoys it from a non-comic book perspective, I can look at it differently. Except Lock and Key. I ref I know I need to watch it, but I'm, I haven't got past episode 7 of season 1 because that book was so good and that TV show just bastardized it. And I'm still upset about it. I have, uh... I, I, you want to go be mad with me for a minute? I have... The only, the only Marvel series... TV series that I've finished was uh, WandaVision. I haven't, I haven't watched any other ones or anything. I just, I get too, I get too bored when watching TV. I'm like, I, I like reading comics and manga because it's like, it gets kind of boring. I can speed up and I can get through it. Yeah. And go and get over the parts. Like if there's something that really bothers me that's going on or something like that, I can just kind of go ahead. Where sometimes with a fi like film and stuff, you fast forward, but it's like, okay, I don't know when I need to stop. You know, kind of the page is just a little bit. I don't know. It's a little bit easier on me in that way. I, I, I absolutely dig it. To be honest with you, it's sometimes watching some of the shows is tedious. Mm -hmm. um, like, 
there were parts of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that I absolutely loved, and there were parts of it that just bored me to tears. And there were parts of it that made me like feel emotions and like I teared up at the uh, on during parts of the last episode and during parts of the like the season. And but then sometimes but then sometimes I'm like, who wrote this crap? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of a gift and a curse. And I find it weird that like so with TV, I'm gonna sound I'm gonna sound like such a punk when I say this, but you'll understand this. TV isn't fun when I'm not when I'm watching it by myself. But if me and my wife are watching something, it is infinitely more fun. We watched yeah. um, Dope Sick, and she's in the medical field, so like she's telling me all the stuff. Like, oh yeah, this definitely happened, and that happened, and then we found some other stuff, and we're just having this this long conversation about uh, the uh, the pill epidemic and opioids, and she found out some new stuff, and we were, and then I and turned into another conversation, and that's, I think that's one of the beauties of, like, watching TV with people, when you can just, because, <laughs> shout, shout out to my co-host and one of my friends, and one of my best friends, Javi, like, him and his wife will come over, and, or, we'll, or me and my wife will go over there, and I swear to you, <laughs> we will not watch something, we will watch, we will not watch something. <laughs> like, it'll cut on, and we're like, what's going on right now? Yeah, that's, oh, man. Yeah, that was kind of like my daughter was, she got into Harry Potter, and they watched some of the movies. She's like, have you watched the Harry Potter movies, Dad? And I was like, I watched the first one and the last one, and none of nothing in between, and I still understood what was going on. <laughs> so it wasn't that hard to follow. God, don't get this. She looked at me all confused. <laughs> Uh, this has been the Old Man Wade Show. I want to thank Sensational for coming on the show. He will he will definitely come back on if he wants to. Uh, we will tell more stories. We will converse more about everything's going on. I'd like to hear more about just life, man. Like the like the gift and the curse of things. Uh, uh, is there anything you want to leave people with? Yeah, watch My Hero Academia. Read it. Read it. Watch it and then read it because you can't just if you're watching it, you're going to be so like I I gotta know what's going on. So then read it. Man, that's what I that's what I tell everybody. I tell you that all the time. I'm like, you need to do this. You got to get into it. Yeah, you and my got to you a line of sinker. Yeah, my you and my therapist have been like, he's like, you started. I'm like, I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna get it. All right, thanks everyone. Um, as always, peace and love. Be excellent to each other. Damn it, Wade.